0: Philippine authorities arrest two suspects in the murder of a radio broadcaster in Dumaguete City. The verdict on the Maguindanao massacre won't be out on November 20th. The Philippine Supreme Court has given the judge handling the case a 30-day extension. Families of Yolanda victims visit a mass grave in palo Leyte as the Philippines marks six years since the super typhoon's devastation. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. The two suspects and the murder of a Philippine radio broadcaster in Dumaguete City now in police custody. Authorities say the two were arrested just hours after Dindo Henneroso was gunned down while on his way to work Thursday morning. Police are looking into politics or a land dispute as possible motives for the killing. Henry also ran for mayor of Dumaguete in 2016 but lost. Malacanang and the Human Rights Commission have condemned his murder.
1: The president has directed the authorities to conduct a thorough investigation and to prosecute those behind the killing.
0: The New York-based Human Rights Watch has tagged the Philippines as one of the world's most dangerous countries for journalists. If Generosa's murder is work-related, he would be the 14th journalist to be killed under the Duterte administration. Almost 10 years after the Maguindanao massacre, still no justice for the victims' families. Philippine Chief Justice Justado Peralta says, the Supreme Court has granted Quezon City Regional Trial Court Judge Jocelyn Solis Reyes a 30-day extension to decide on the case, citing its complexity. A verdict had been expected by November 20th, the expiration date of a 90-day deadline, to out, make that to come out with a ruling. The 2009 massacre, considered one of the world's most violent election-related incidents, left 58 people dead, including 32 journalists. Tato Andal Ampatuan Sr., patriarch of the clan who allegedly masterminded the killings, passed away in 2015. The Armed Forces of the Philippines denies allegations of harassment and recent arrests made on suspected communist rebels in Bacolod and Manila. Over 50 people were nabbed October 31st after police and the armed forces conducted joint operations in offices of progressive groups in Negros Occidental and in Tondo, Manila. The AFP maintains they had appropriate search warrants during those operations, which they say yielded over 30 firearms and five explosive devices. Meanwhile, an aid group that works with the Philippine government in disaster response slams its inclusion in the military's list of organizations allegedly serving as communist fronts. Zandro Ochona tells us more.
2: The Citizens' Disaster Response Center, or CDRC, is seeking a dialogue with the armed forces of the Philippines. The group is questioning its inclusion on the military's list of organizations allegedly being used as communist fronts. The list was revealed during a briefing at the House of Representatives on Tuesday. CDRC Executive Director Kim Leduna insists their group should not be on the list because they are a member of the Disaster Risk Reduction Network, which assists government's disaster agency. They are also licensed by the Social Welfare Department to do humanitarian work.
3: Pag-deliver ng humanitarian aid at uh, pag-implement ng development programs sa community are not acts of terror. So gusto namin i-question yun sa AFP kung bakit ano yung naging basihan nila para tawagin terrorism yung ginagawa ng mga organizations.
2: Leduna says their relief efforts in Quake-Hit, Mindanao have been affected by the red-baiting. Aside from their central office in Manila, six other affiliates from the regions are also part of the AFP's red tag list.
3: Malaking danger sa uh, safety ng uh, personnel yon At syempre nakakabagal ito doon sa ongoing response namin sa Mindanao.
2: Another progressive group, Kadamai, went to the headquarters of the military and police to protest the raids on Bayan's headquarters in Metro Manila and Negros. Bayan Muna chairman Neri Colmenares says they will file counter charges for the October 31 Negros raid where 55 were arrested. No one goes to prison for
3: the exercise of the constitutional right to freedom of expression. And this is the proof.
2: 32 of those arrested have been released. 11 others were formally charged with illegal possession of firearms and explosives. Zandro Chona, ABS-CBN News.
0: Philippine Vice President Lenny Robredo ready to lead the Duterte administration's war on drugs, a role described by Malacanang as a ladder to the presidency. But Robredo says the 2022 election was never a factor in her decision to accept it. Adrian Alelin reports.
4: The 2022 presidential election was not even on the radar, according to Vice President Leni Robredo, when she decided to accept the offer of President Rodrigo Duterte to serve as the co-chair of the Interagency Committee on Anti-Illegal Drugs. She says even during her frequent visits to far-flung communities like this one in Tanay Rizal, where she distributed solar kits with a private donor, the next election is far from her mind
3: kung inisip ko yung 2022, hindi ko ito tatalanggapin. Eh. Kasi too much of a risk. Pero sa akin kasi nadadehado masyado yung ating mga kababayan pag kaming mga nakaupo, tinitingnan na yung 2022. Meron um, um, pa kami dalawa at may kalahating taon. Um, pag, pag inisip 2022, aakit daw ako dito sa bundok, na yun yung tao.
4: Robredo accepted the ICAD position Wednesday despite strong warnings even from her close allies. UP Professor Maria Fe Mejor Mendoza believes Robredo genuinely wants to make changes in the administration's drug war.
3: Ang input siguro ni VP sa interagency, more of policy, technical advice, um, at saka yung more on... Um, perang adhering to the rule of law, yung policy at saka yung program uh, against illegal drugs ay uh, lalagyan ng tamang konteksto, uh, i-enhance ng ibang component.
4: Robredo says she will change some of the policies of government such as how the success of the war on drugs is measured.
3: Papalitan natin yung metrics. Yung metrics hindi, hindi sa, sa numero ng pinapatay. Pero metrics sa numero ng napapabuting mga buhay.
4: Robredo is not discounting the possibility of joining the police during drug raids as well as inspecting the Bureau of Customs where illegal drugs slip through. Retired General Janisha Santiago, former head of the Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency, said Robredo should seek the cooperation of other countries in Manila's anti-drug campaign. He also issued a warning to the Vice President. Basta huwag siya maniwala doon sa mga kita mo yung mababait kuno, matitino kuno. pero yun pala, totoo, maraming kulong nakatago. Di ba? Ngayon lang, very, magaling siya magkuhan yung people who knows. As ICAD co-chair, Robredo expects to finally obtain documents she had requested from the Philippine National Police and the Department of the Interior and Local Government.
3: Ngayon, baka naman wala ng dahilan para hindi ako sagutin kasi yung pagulo na yung nag sa akin.
4: Other than the agencies under the ICAB, Robredo will also push for the inclusion of the private sector as well as faith-based groups.
3: Kasi paminsan pag lahat gobyerno may tendency na, ano mo yan, parang mag-sarili
0: na hindi nabibigyan ng boses yung iba.
4: Adrian Ayalin, ABS-CBN News, Tanay Rizal.
0: Vice President Robredo wants zero casualties in the war on drugs. Her spokesman, Barry Gutierrez, tells ANC the anti-narcotics campaign under Robredo will focus on preventing unnecessary killings while treating drug use as a public health issue and not just a law enforcement problem. The Duterte drug war has already killed 6,000 people, but human rights groups say the death toll is much higher.
2: When she actually uh, accepted the designation two days ago, uh, she made it very clear what her priorities would be. And one of the first uh, priorities was uh, stopping the killings of innocents. She acknowledges the fact that obviously in police operations, there is the possibility that there, that there will be people uh, killed. But, although, we would want to avoid that as much as possible. Ask any uh, police officer. When you try to arrest somebody, you don't want anybody getting killed, whether it is a police officer or a suspect. But of course, deaths will happen. Uh, you, you cannot control uh, what, ha- what, what happens on the ground. But the target, the ideal, the, the objective should always be uh, zero casualties.
0: The Philippines marks six years since Typhoon Yolanda's devastation in one of the hardest-hit provinces, Leyte. Families of victims visited a mass grave in the town of Palo. A correspondent, Jeanette Ruedas, joins us on the line from Leyte. Jeanette, what can you tell us?
5: Six years after the onslaught of Super Typhoon Yolanda, Taclobanons and Palonons commemorate the unfaithful event. In Tacloban City, Yolanda survivors offered a mass a uh, prayer and flowers to the victims who perished during Yolanda. Mayor Alfred Romualdez of the Tacloban City urges the residents who are still living in the danger zone to leave the place and transfer to the relocation site, which is far safer. Some of the Yolanda survivors, however, said that they do not want to transfer to their house at the relocation site because of some problems like flooding, and lack of water facility, and substandard houses. Uh, Presidential Anti-Corruption Commission Chair Dante Jimenez visited the relocation site yesterday for an inspection. This morning, Cabinet Secretary Carlo Nograles visited the Yolanda survivors. In an interview, he said that the target for all the housing projects to be finished is by 2020. This morning, also in Palo Leite, a mass and prayers were also offered at the Palo Mass Grave. That's the
0: latest here in the global city. Jeanette Ruedas, ABS-CBN Thanks a lot, Jeanette Ruedas. There, the Philippine Stock Exchange urges stock brokerage firms to conduct regular audits of their clients' shares. That's after one of the oldest brokerage firms in the country shut down due to a large-scale theft carried out by one of its employees. Dino Pontiote has details.
6: In this industry, uh, trust is uh, uh, primordial. It's our number one pillar. And uh, if the clients lose faith in the brokerage or in the broker itself, uh, then uh, we have failed in our jobs.
1: This is the reminder of the Philippine Stock Exchange to brokerage houses. After reports of a multi million peso theft broke out Thursday morning, the PSE has confirmed RNL Investments Incorporated shut down this week. Reports say. The 50 year old firm lost more than 700 million pesos, or about 13.9 million dollars worth of stocks the company was holding for its clients. The culprit, the company's settlement clerk. He has confessed to the crime and is now under police custody.
3: Lagi. bawa, bibigyan lang ako ng, ano, ng na, mga ilang araw. Sabihin natin one week. Lagi. Ipipenta ko. So, debit ako ngayon doon. Pag-debit ako doon, mapipilito na naman ako dito. Maglilipat.
1: According to Stock Exchange Director Alejandro Yu, r has assured its clients that all shares will be there and they have the option to sell based on October 31 prices.
6: Going forward, uh, what the PSE has already come in and stepped in to do is to ascertain that all the settled uh, trades are, are in. Uh, everybody that sold, even with those stolen shares, uh, have been compensated for. And going forward, uh, pending RNL's internal audit, um, they have uh, stood by their word and said that all the shares uh, will be there, and if, like the clients would like to have a uh, an exit already, they will reckon on the last day of October 3rd of October, which is the 31st of October. Uh, the values of those stocks uh, on those dates uh, will be compensated to the clients.
1: The PSE now urging other brokerage houses to practice good housekeeping.
6: We encourage all our brokers, uh, everybody downstairs, everybody up in their offices to immediately uh, do an uh, internal audit and check against uh, shares in the PCD uh, vis-a-vis uh, shares that are in the brokerage house. Each and every one must tally. Each and every one, each and every account must have exactly the same amount of shares as reflected uh, on both ends.
1: Meanwhile, other brokerage firms already taking the necessary steps to prevent a similar incident. BDO Capital assures clients the company is conducting regular audits to ensure it won't suffer from inside job scams. The Mandaluyong City-based and Investments Incorporated is one of the oldest brokerage firms in the country. Dino Ponte Rig, ABS-CBN News.
0: In the NBA, the Boston Celtics made Kemba Walker's return to Charlotte a pleasant one. The Celtics routed the Hornets 108-87 to 87 for their sixth straight win. The game marked the return of Walker to Charlotte, who received an emotional standing ovation from the home crowd before the game. Walker played his first eight seasons with the Hornets before he signed with the Celtics this past summer. Walker had an off night with just 14 points in assists assists, but his teammates Jason Tatum and Gordon Hayward picked up the slack with 23 and 20 points respectively. Over in San Antonio all-star big man LaMarcus Aldridge went bananas against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Aldridge torched the Thunder for a season high 39 points to lead the Spurs to a 121-112 win. The Spurs' frontliner, who had been struggling on offense this season, made 19 of 23 shots. San Antonio improves to five wins and three losses. And that's today's online edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. Don't forget to like and share this video and leave your comments below.